spiritual sidekicks um so yeah i just uploaded a couple of um podcasts and it's one of those things like once i put that headset in and it is my bedtime and i'm so comfy and cozy and i'm a little bit chatty so i figured i'm going to i'm on the cusp of wednesday going into thursday I love to do these persuasion um, podcasts on Wednesdays because that's to do with Mercury and communication. So I'm going to leverage whatever it's 10 p.m. right now, whatever energy is left for that. Um, But I've already uploaded the podcast that you will be taking advantage of on Thursday that's to do with um, Jupiter and expansion and money and wealth and finances and all of that. So I'll probably just keep this one short. And then next thing you know, I'm just going to probably fall asleep. So um, you already know I'm pulling from the Persuasion deck by Max Clemenko. Um, It's not necessarily a tarot or oracle deck, but I love to shuffle them. I know I had fun with the one that came out last week. So let's just see what's going to pop out here. And if not, maybe after a couple, I'll just pull whatever's on top, but... Last time it it just popped right out. Yeah, let's go with this one. So it says, oh, okay. Um, So the tip is never, never get cut off in a conversation. Y'all, I will admit one of my pet peeves is when people cut off people when they're talking. Like it really, that grinds my gears. I've been guilty of it and that's probably why it bothers me sometimes but I am more of a listener and sometimes um I well majority I like to hear someone through even if they're even if I don't agree with them I like to hear someone complete their thought and finish and when somebody interrupts it's kind of like it really grinds my gears right really does um But it says, so Max is saying, how does it work? It says, when someone speaks over you, raise your voice a notch and keep talking. (laughs) You guys, I don't know how to feel about this. No, I know how I feel, but I'm like, when someone speaks over you, raise your voice a notch and keep talking. Being cut off once makes others more likely to do it again. You know what? This is, um, did we pull it from here? I think we did. I think, didn't we pull up, um, for one of the podcasts? It was one of those things where, yeah, I remember, I think we, we said like, this is how you can tell the difference between a girl and a woman in the sense that, um, it was from this deck. Ooh, these are stuck together. But one of the things that came up is, is telling somebody, you know, um, if, if they apologize, you say, thank you and don't do it again. And I'm like, that takes ovaries to do that. And for my masculines, <laughs> hey, booze, that one, it takes balls to do it, right? Or <laughs> I know it's, it's not, it takes tits to do this. Like, okay, you just... um. For you to say, and don't do it again, I would say I would combine those two. I would say, you know, <clears throat> um, if someone speaks over you, 
just raise your voice a notch. And this is interesting too, because it's one of those things where I've seen people go zero to 60, but this is like, don't go zero to 60, go from like zero to, to like one, right? So just a notch up. You don't have to go all of a sudden like to yelling, but you're just going to speak over them. But I think that one of those things that would have to be combination with this is saying, please don't interrupt me, you know? And if they say, oh, I'm sorry, I didn't be like, don't do it again. It really does. I remember when we did that podcast, it was like, and don't do it again. It takes a lot of, like I said, it, it takes some real estrogen and testosterone at a adult level to do that. Um, what is this? Hold on, you guys. I'm like over here. Oh my God, I apologize. I need to take care of something. Hold on one second. Okay. What the heck? Um, yeah. So, <clears throat> yeah. It just is what it is, right? This is this is not for the faint of heart. Um, this has to do with persuasion. I think it talks to the energy of being respected also. Um, I think about even with last week, I think that it's interesting for me to revisit these types of conversations with me, quote unquote, resting in my femininity, but also hearing this from a masculine, you know, from Max Clemenko and the art of persuasion. And so being able to say, you know, and don't do it again and being able to, to sit in a space where you're taking up, you know, last week it was about taking up a lot of energy appear larger than the person that you're working with right these are all things that are pretty dominating and so you can find yourself kind of coming across as like well i don't want to exert myself i don't want to be assertive i think that this brings up um conversations where now you have to sit with yourself and figure out why don't you feel comfortable asserting yourself um, why you don't feel comfortable with, um, defending yourself or standing up for yourself, um, and not letting people run you over are some of the thoughts that you're going to have to process with, with why you might feel uncomfortable dealing with this tactic. Um, one of the things I wanted to address from last week, which I'll just keep it short because, um, it just is what it is. But I think for divine feminines, there was a point where I was talking about how, you know, because you are a woman, I think it would look a little bit awkward for you to be taking a power pose in front of that person or like trying to extend your arms. But I love the idea because we are talking about the spiritual aspect of things, just how deep it is when you understand energy and you can wire your mind doing the Superman or the Wonder Woman pose um, where your hands are outstretched and taking up space and doing your mantras before you go into a negotiation with someone, before you walk into that conference room or into a negotiation or interview. But the, the hidden message in there is it's about energy. Once you start to understand, you know, that you can be petite 
and small and feminine and cute and in pink and whatever and appear unassuming energetically you are engulfing that whole room you are engulfing that whole office you are engulfing that whole building you are engulfing that whole city energetically and that is deep and that is powerful right i'm a tall girl um but energetically like sometimes i do come across as like really shy or unassuming but um, it's it's fine-tuning to understand that even if I'm engaging with alpha males or bosses when I was at work, it's kind of like the idea that, <laughs> you know, you can try to stand over me. You can try to have more than one person in the room with me. You can try to make yourself appear larger on the screen or in front of me. But energetically, baby, I take up this whole room. Energetically, sweetheart. I've engulfed this whole building, okay? My love, I I have enough energy and superpowers to take this whole city, this whole complex, right? So, but these past, you know, few have been about assertiveness, getting your point across, Um, this is another one where I'm going to say it's not for the faint of heart, you know, practice what it means to raise your voice just a notch and keep talking. I think one of the things about this one too, that I love with these is because it raises your consciousness and your awareness. And I think that, um, it's, it's more than I can digest and and process and unpackage here, but this is about you asserting respectability for yourself. And I think that um, whether that person is conscious or not, the fact that they're speaking over you means that they don't respect you. I said it. When somebody speaks over you, they don't respect you. I think that, you know, let's talk about it just a little bit, but when we're having conversations as adults, um, you get to a point where you understand that you're going to have disagreements, that you're not always going to agree with someone, um, but you don't have to speak over someone and they shouldn't be speaking over you. And that means that you're going to have to allow that person to express their thoughts and reciprocate the same um, energy or courtesy right? Um, But one of the things I also like about this too is because now you understand what you're dealing with. I think that this is something that I look forward to sharing with my niece, even, you know, she's getting that age where she's starting to do presentations and understand people and, and working with, you know, like volunteering and working with people and, and dealing with more adults. It's like, you can go through a certain amount of period of your life and come across these behaviors and not understand what it means or how to deal with it. And you know in your gut that something is wrong, but not knowing how to deal with it or how to pinpoint or put your finger on it. But I'm going to take Max out of his word here. It says, being cut off once makes others more likely to do it, to try to do it again. And this is one of those things where... You know, this is, like I said, this is not for the faint of heart. Um, This this 
giving me this is giving me vibes of you know you you teach people how to treat you and you know if you're going into future jobs or future relationships or future engagements it's like you learn that you're not this is not something you're going to let them keep doing over and over and over again it's one of those things i think that i was kind of trying to talk about a, like 2 minutes ago which is now that you're aware of this as soon as it happens, you correct it. As soon as it happens, you correct it. Okay? No hesitation. You know what it is. And as soon as it comes up, you recognize it. And you, you course, correct it immediately. Okay? And it's easier to train someone from the beginning. But a lot of you will probably be under the sound of my voice going back into work, probably on your way to work right now, into going into negotiations about contracts for real estate or, or networking or teachers conference or going on a date or um, uh, just having to, to deal with different people on different ways. And so now you learn how to negotiate and how to to get your point across and how to assert for respect, right? Um, so it's being cut off one um, once makes others more likely to do it again. But yeah, I think we'll just keep this one so short and so sweet and to the point. But I would say I'm going to go so far as to go out on a limb and say that um, this one is actually good as a double double combo from what Max, we had pulled a card from Max earlier in the year. And he that was the one where it said, um, um, oh, am I going to have time to find it? Just tell him thank you and don't do it again. You know, they're going to say, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. And you just say, thank you. Don't do it again. And I think we also talked a little bit in that podcast about... Um, if you type in like persuasion tactics on my podcast, it will come up. But I think we were talking about how even for a divine feminine, it's kind of like, you don't have to get hyped or angry or upset, even with this one too. It's, it's, it, the energy is different when you're aware of it, because this is not you raising your voice in anger. It's you, it, it's, it's kind of hard to explain, but it's kind of like, you already know what it is. So you just raise your voice a little bit more, but it, it's something about you just knowing what you're doing versus reacting. Um, it's kind of like it puts you in, in the um, back in control, you know, because I think that some people automatically do this. And it's funny because you're intuitively, you know, it's the right thing to do, but you're, you now you're angry and you're flustered and you lose your train of thought, but it's different when it's kind of like, oh, okay, you're trying to talk over me. I'm just going to raise my voice a notch, but I'm going to keep my pace of what I'm saying. It's important. And when they apologize, if they do apologize, you just say, thank you. Don't do it again. And so what we're talking about with, with women is, you know, sometimes it can sound a little bit difficult to be like, oh my goodness, it's going to make me sound like a, like a bitch. And it's funny because even right now as I'm healing, sometimes I, I, you know, prescribe to the, to the man's world of saying that a woman who asserts herself is a bitch. And I've had to learn to fine tune what that is for myself. Me asserting myself, if you're speaking over me, that's just rude. And I have the right to assert myself. And so 
with that, I don't lose my femininity. I can still say it in the sweetest, most feminine girly voice. Thank you. Don't do it again, right? We talked about it. We played about it with it. You are going to figure out what is a comfortable fit for you, you know? Um, But it's one of those things where, one, say it, assert yourself, right? And we are moving away from the idea that a woman asserting herself and saying those type of things makes her a bitch. No, you're assertive, you're to be respected, you're not to be spoken of, over of, and you have to treat, teach people how to treat you. And it's so interesting to me that this is part of the persuasion deck. I'm almost interested, I almost wish, and I can probably check and see if he wrote a book um, because there has to be some type of studies that this is um, correlating to. But, you know, the idea that it, it, it falls under persuasion, you know, all of the components that go into persuasion have to do with respect, asserting yourself, getting your point across, right? Setting the tempo for you for you to be heard. Because when can you go into... Um, negotiating or persuading someone or getting your idea across if they're constantly cutting you off, if they're constantly, you know, that means that they're not even listening to what they're saying. They're just busy trying to get their stuff out. And that's conversations are a two-way street. Okay. Now, um, I'm allowing myself to be um, my my Virgo rising, which <clears throat> is ruled one of the they're ruled by two planets, and I believe one of them is Mercury. And sometimes they say that we can be petty, but this is where I'm gonna just go in and say, listen, if you're the person who's constantly interrupting people, stop that shit, like for real. <laughs> it's annoying as hell. It is annoying AF, and it's one of those things where I feel like there's some things where. I'm learning where I will tell you what no one else is going to tell to your face. If you are that person that is interrupting your boss, interrupting your your, um, coworkers, interrupting your children when they speak, interrupting your partner or a love interest or someone you're interested in, and even with your friends, you know, it's funny because out of our group dynamics, we have, um, there's two Libras and they are really sweet. But that means that there are some people that when they come hang around with us, they um, just steamroll over them and they interrupt them. And it's a tragedy. But if they're not bothered, I, you know, it does aggravate me. But I'm in a place where if they're okay, not, you know, expressing themselves, then it just is what it is. But they don't do it with me. Like, no. (laughs) how to think about it and and like I said it's sometimes you do know to just keep speaking over or kind of bring the focus back to what you're saying um but but again it's because you just start to notice that type of stuff don't do it like don't do it if you're if you were that person I, I you know sometimes I take the stance of like um I'm trying to help you who's like me and we're trying to become better per- people but at the same time there's going to be people listening to this podcast that you are that person who's always interrupting people, always like, you know, being rude, always cutting people off, always, you know, interrupting. And that's rude. And it gets tiring and it gets old. 
if you're listening to me under the sound of, the, of my voice, you are grown enough to know. I mean, I have listeners that are from the age of 16 all the way to 65. So even if you're, you know, 16 to, to 18, you're learning to become an adult and to be articulate and to have social intelligence. And you have to understand that conversations and persuasion and negotiation is a two-way street. And I will add this too. At the end of the day, um, especially to the person who's the interrupter, you know, um, and cutting people off and speaking over them, there is a lot to be said about social intelligence and emotional intelligence and likability. And you don't you know, when you talk about business negotiations and loving relationships with your lover, with your spouse, with your, your, you know, with your children, with your worker, your secretary, administrative, if you are doing that, it makes you less likable and people want to avoid you and not be around you. But if you are someone that you can understand that there is a time and a space for you to hear that person out, for them to hear you out, right? It makes you makes you more likable. There was another um, podcast that I mean, another one that we had pulled. Which one was it? Excuse me. I think it said something. I think it was the one that said, um, "When when they're done talking, you can say that was a good point, and then you start to um, say what you agree or disagree with." But the in the tip, it was talking about how. It makes you likable. It makes that person put their guard and their defense, their defenses down. And so it's this idea, like you can cut them off and be rude and aggravate them. And you might get your way on that one contract or that one conversation. And you might win the, the battle and lose the whole war and lose that partner and lose that significant other and not be a likable employee or supervisor you know, or parent, right? But you can get so much more further, right? And there's a saying you can win more, more bees with honey than with vinegar, right? And so, yeah, I just thought that was interesting. I just took it for what it was. You know, there's some of us that need to learn to assert ourselves and not to be steamrolled over and um, like I said, you know, some of you are going to be kind of having this time to think about why is it okay for people to interrupt me? What does that say about myself? What am I teaching them to treat me? What does it mean for me to assert myself and to set healthy, healthy boundaries? Healthy boundaries. Okay. Um, and... What does it mean for the person who um, needs to just learn to just just chill, <laughs> just chill? All right, I'm starting to wrap my eyes. I'm a little sheepy, so it's time for me to go to bed. Tired cow. So, um, hmm. So oh, this is a good one. I'm looking at a card that's on top here. Do I want to do this one now? Oh, you guys, this one is cute. 
Okay, I promise, like, this is what I'll do. I'm going to leave this card on the top. You're going to want to, it's it's really cute uh, for persuasion, but it can, it can definitely be used in the workplace too. Oh my gosh, you guys, this one is so cute. I think it's cute. But I'm going to leave it on top. And then next Wednesday when, you know, I'm going to leverage the, the energy for Mercury and communication. Um, I will, I haven't been as consistent, but the next time I do the persuasion deck, I will just pull from the top card and you will hear what it is. And who knows, maybe you'll think it's cute. Maybe you won't think it's cute, but it can definitely be used with the date. It can definitely be used at work. And um, sometimes I talk about how sometimes it can be appropriate for work on a date. Like the one where you use the Superman pose or the Wonder Woman pose, I don't think that's necessarily a good one for a date. Um, might work with parenting. Would probably use it with parenting, but I wouldn't use it for like a love interest type of a thing. But I would definitely use it for work. Um, and there are some other ones where I'm just kind of like, you know, kind of identify if it's for work or for for home or in between the sheets and that type of thing. But but yeah, no, this one, the one that's coming up next is going to be perfect for both. Now, this one, I would say this one that we just pulled today, I would say you can use that with even somebody that you're on a date with or even... Um, that is your love partner or in a relationship, they shouldn't be cutting you off. And part of you, part of the spiritual journey is getting to a point where you learn to set healthy boundaries. Ooh, excuse me. Where you learn to set healthy boundaries, right? That's an opportunity for you to set healthy boundaries. Um, you don't have to be mean or narky or quote-unquote bitchy about it or be an a-hole about it um but now you have time to think about healthy ways to communicate that across um if it's if it's a significant other then it can be like babe don't cut me off or stop cutting me off or some of you are a little bit more playful it depends I mean if you're talking about finances then eh, you know but if it's one of those things where it's bedroom talk or that type of thing or you're out on a date or whatever then you can have playful ways to talk about it and bring it up like babe you keep cutting me off like please stop let me finish but that means you also have to let them speak in that type of thing too um okay I do this every time, like I get to the point where I wind myself up and then I'm so sleepy that I, I, I just need to press stop recording, but I am bundled up in bed, you guys, like, <laughs> I'm so warm, but, um, and toasty and sleepy, so let me go ahead and sign off here, I'm just seeing if there's anything else, yeah, come back, I would say next Wednesday, if not next Wednesday, the following Wednesday, and I'll pull the card from the top, Set those healthy boundaries. Um, teach people how to treat you. If you're the interrupter, stop doing that. Pretty please, handsome please. Um, and that's it and that's all. Until the next podcast, peace.